it's all about. It's all about you tonight, Jesus. Take your place in our worship. Say it's all about you, Jesus. My worship is all about you, Lord. It's all about you, Jesus. It's all about him. If it's all about him, I want you to give him thanks this morning, this evening. Lord, it's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus. I want you to give him thanks. I want you to exalt his holy name. Lift up your hands and give him thanks this evening. It's all about him. Forget about the things that he has not done. Just give him thanks for who he is. Lord, it's all about you. When the music fades, when everything goes, it's all about you, Jesus. Give him thanks. Give him thanks. All we have come to do this evening is to give him thanks. It's all about him. It's not about us. It is about him to give him his worth, to give him his praise, to give him his glory, to give him what is due to him. He's our father. He's our king. He's our maker. It's all about you, Jesus.
call by himself is Jehovah Jireh. He's the one and only God, the one who was, who is, and who is to come. Give him thanks this evening and exalt him. It is not about you tonight. It's about him. It's about Jesus. He is God all by himself. Give him thanks all over this place. Lift up your voice, all you people, and give him thanks this evening. Exalt his holy name. He is God all by himself. There is none beside him. There is none compared to him. There is none that is like him. There is no king like him. There is no president like him. There is nobody that we can compare to our God. So I want you to return all the glory to him this evening. Say, Father, I return all glory to you. You are God all by yourself. I give you thanks. I give you praise. I give you praise, Lord. I give you praise, Lord. I exalt you, my Father. I exalt you, my Father. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I give you praise. Give him praise. Give him praise. Give him praise. Exalt him. Magnify his holy name. That is what we have come to do tonight. Nothing else. We've been praying for the past 21 days. It's time to return all glory unto him. It's time to give him thanks. It's time to give him thanks. Just say thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. The compassionate father. The merciful father. The faithful father. He is God all by himself. There is none compared to him. He's the one that died for you. Is the one that died for you. Is your friend, your father, your maker. Give him thanks. Give him thanks. Sing a new song unto him this evening. Sing a new song unto him this evening. It's worthy of our praise. It's worthy of our praise. Thank him. Thank him. It's not about you. It's not about you. It's not about the things that he has not done. It's about him. Giving him glory. Giving him praise. Giving him adoration. Worthy of our praise he is God all by Himself. There is none like Him. Shalom, 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 shalom. Shalom, evening, shalom, evening, people of God. Shalom evening everybody. I believe you are all doing well. Can you all hear me please? This is the sound okay. Alright, alright. We give God all the praise and the glory. Hallelujah. I thank God for your lives by the special grace of God. Um, I'm also doing well. And together with my family, we are all doing well by God's grace. And I want to thank God for your lives. I want to bless God for His protection over your destinies and His graciousness even in your lives. Hallelujah. All right. We give God all the praise and the glory. Amen. Right, it's another moment even in the presence of the Lord to understand the things of the kingdom of God. It's also a moment where we come before the presence of the Lord even to receive great mercy for his sake. Come boldly before the throne of grace and receive with meekness, receive mercy in times of need. 
I believe strongly that before the end of this evening's meeting, the Lord will open dimensions of the Spirit unto you. The Lord will unlock secrets of the kingdom into your heart in the mighty name of Jesus. The Lord will give you keys. The Lord will give you knowledge that will be the truth which you will use to conquer every limitation in life in the mighty name of Jesus. Let's say a word of prayer. Eternal One will give you all the glory and all the praise. Thank you for showing us mercy. We give you all the glory and all the honor. Even for such a time as this in your presence, we believe, even as we have come before thy everlasting throne, that the light of your word will shine in our hearts and every darkness will be taken away. We ask, O oh Lord, that you continue to show us mercy. Grant us secrets. We pray for the spirit of wisdom. We pray for the spirit of knowledge. We pray for the spirit of revelation. And we pray for the spirit of understanding. Let these spirits be at work in us this evening. In the mighty name of Jesus. And we ask, O oh God, if there is any bondage we are in, even in the course of our lives, that we just need a secret, a certain truth and knowledge to come out of. For your word has already said, you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. Oh Lord, we pray, grant us the truth that will set us free, even from every attack of the enemy. In the mighty name of Jesus, do this to bring glory to yourself. Even in Jesus' precious mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 I'm very, very excited even to have all of you here. I'm in the presence of the Lord to learn even of God. Hallelujah. I'm very, very, very excited. And I believe that before we leave this place, the Lord is going to give you the truth of his word that will be a sword in your hand that by that, by that you will conquer every devil that will torment your destiny in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. The Lord will give you that two-edged sword, which is his word, that will slash the enemy on every side and will grant you the ability even to move forward in life. And I know that some of you financially God give you secrets this evening that will set you free from financial bondage some of you marital bondage God will give you truths that will set you free in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus some of you certain addictions that have tormented your life for a whole lot of time the gracious Lord is about to give you truths that will set you free in the mighty name of Jesus the Lord will do his work and glory will be given to his name in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 All right. All right. All right. People of God, I want to give God all the praise and all the glory for making this wonderful evening possible. Please, I want everybody to open his or her ears. And I want you to listen to the voice of the Spirit with rapt attention. Because if you miss any point, um, you might miss something that is going to unlock certain doors for your life. So I want you to open your ears, open your heart. 
and listen to what the Lord has for us this evening. In Jesus' name, Amen. All right, all right. So what I'm going to well, this evening is much more of questions and answers. I know that there are many of us we have a lot of questions in our work with God, and um, sometimes when we ask our pastors, they are not able to give us answers. And sometimes not because the pastors don't know. Sometimes even if they know, the Lord will tell them not to speak. Because the Bible said, knowledge spoken in due season, how good it is. That you know does not necessarily mean that speak it. So we need to understand these things. There is a certain designated time for every knowledge. Every knowledge. Every knowledge has a time that it must be spoken. Anytime you, you declare something outside its original designated time, that knowledge becomes an occultic knowledge. It can yield negative results. So we need to know that the Lord will help us in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Alright, so I'm just opening the, um, the, the, the floor. And if you have any question with regards to the spiritual things, with regards to um, marriage, with regards to anything, the kingdom of God, any any side that you have questions, feel free and ask. All right, let's go. Somebody is asking a question. All right, let me just say this before I start answering the question. You know, there are some of the questions I cannot use even two hours to explain or to teach. Are you with me? So um, we need to have understanding like that. Some of them, they lead um, thorough studies. That's a study. Thorough teachings. We need to lead like weeks before we understand them. That is why um, there are some of the questions. They might sound very flat, but it's not like that. Yeah, we have a lot of things to cover. If only I try to make mention of them. So there are some of the questions um, I will try to skip because you know they are much more weighty. They are not just we are like topics uh, that we need to treat. All right. So let me start. The first question is: Someone said, "Please, what does apostolic grace mean?" Okay. Uh, the moment I read your question, I'm seeing something right now. Let me let me just read this before I answer your question. Uh, I'm seeing a coffin. I'm seeing a coffin right now. And they've written a certain name on it like Geoffrey Jof- or something. Jofri. The person that asked um, the apostolic grace. 
I'm seeing a coffin, I'm seeing a man lying in the middle of the people are crying. Your father, where's your father? In a funeral, a lot of people are crying. I'm seeing Amma, Amma there, Amma Sam. She's crying. Your father passed 2020. Let me tell you something. Hmm. Amma is your little sister. We need to pray for Amma and we need to pray for you. Okay? I don't know, but the Lord just told me something. He said, uh, you know, your father's, your father's family people, they are very wicked. Your father's family people are very, very wicked. They killed your father because of a certain bond. They, they, they are, your father's family people told your father because, because of certain money and certain land issues. And the Lord is speaking to me that what your father left, you are the one supposed to take charge of it. And right now, they want to shift the whole attack to you. But the Lord spoke to me and said, I should release preservation over your life. And the moment I saw that the covenant of God came upon you, I saw that the attack moved to Amma. What they want to do to Amma because I'm seeing Amma lying on a stretcher. They are taking a stand and they said her liver and her kidneys are, they are all of them are malfunctioning. They need to just take everything out. They want to take Amma's life, but the Lord spoke to me, it will not stand because they tried to attack Amma's eyes some few years ago. The Lord is speaking to me right now that I should pray and release to the gate. I can't talk plenty, but um, maybe. God willing, tomorrow, girl, um, maybe, um, okay, this night, if you are able to join Prophet, and I can go into details and tell you something. Because something must be done. Something must seriously be done. Four men and two men joined themselves together and they took your father's life. And the preservation of the Lord is upon you in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Okay, so now let me answer your question. He said, what is the apostolic grace? Okay. What is the apostolic grace? Alright, now, one of the things I want you to know is that, can you all hear me please? Good. This, the word apostolic grace alone is a whole, I don't know how to explain it. It's a big topic, but let me just crack the surface small so that you understand what um, it means in a certain dimension. Because if I try to explain into details what it is, it will take the whole day and other days and you'll not be able to complete it. So let me just um, touch on it shortly. I'll just crack the surface small for you to understand. Now, there is what we call the apostolic office or the office of an apostle. Mm-hmm. That's, not, that's not my teaching. The office of an apostle. And for, and I explained this the other time, that all the 
fivefold ministries. All the fivefold ministries. There must be certain specific gifts of the Holy Spirit that must come together before somebody can be ushered into a certain ministry. Are you following? Can you all hear me, please? Good. So there must be specific, there must be specific gifts of the Holy Spirit that must come together before um, a man can be, let me say, ushered into the apostolic office. And one of the main signs of the apostolic office is signs and wonders. That one actually is not a gift. There's no gift called signs and wonders. But signs and wonders are actually, um, let me say, the proof of an apostolic ministry. When somebody is called into the apostolic ministry, signs and wonders must give the proof of that ministry. So this one, we are talking of the office. But when we speak of apostolic grace, it is a particular grace. When we speak of grace, grace has different meanings based on the type of grace that we are talking about. Are you following? So the Bible said, The grace of God that bringeth salvation has appeared to all men in the book of Titus. The grace of God that bringeth salvation. So that grace is a saving grace. So we all know the saving grace of the Lord Jesus. That grace is different from an apostolic grace. Are you getting the picture? So you need to know the type of grace. So when a grace is released on you, there must be a, a certain kind of that grace that is being released. So when we, we speak of an apostolic grace, you look at what the apostolic office stands for. And when that kind of grace comes upon a man, even though the man is not an apostle, but the proof of the apostolic ministry can manifest in the person's ministry. Are you getting the picture? So the word apostle actually means a sent one, someone that has been sent. So in fact, when you actually look into the basics of what the apostolic ministry is all about. Everybody is an apostle. Every Christian is an apostle. Mm. But that does not mean that put the name on yourself, I'm an apostle. This. No, 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 no. The nature of your assignment on the earth is an apostolic assignment. Because you have been sent from above to the earth for a specific purpose. Are you following? Everybody has been sent. But there are men that discover the ascending. Then, they, because if you are here, and you are definitely, the moment you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, you have been sent for a certain assignment. But the question is, do you know what have you been sent to do? You don't really know. The longest you don't know, your apostolic mandate has actually been, you know, t- 
taken out of your hands. Let me say it that way. Or you are not fulfilling that apostolic mandate. But a man that will come to know of what God has called him to do. That is why we have the calling. Everybody has been called. When God calls you, he will now release a certain mandate on you. When God calls a man, he will tell the man that, okay, I'm sending you specifically to, even though you're a Christian, but I am sending you to Absa Bank. I'm like, ah, what am I going to do at Absa Bank? The moment God tells you that, it means it is in Absa Bank that your destiny's fulfillment can be made manifest. If you find yourself in church as a reverend minister, you are living be outside, you are living outside your destiny. So what are you coming to do at Absa Bank? Then you will now know where God will send you to. Because there are seven mountains of influence that God will send every believer to. Everybody that believes in the Lord Jesus Christ. Once you believe in the Lord Jesus, there is one of the seven mountains that God will send you to. That is where your destiny is supposed to be fulfilled. Not all of us will be in ministry. Because those of us in ministry doing God's work like this, as clergy, we are on the mountain known as the mountain of religion. Not everybody can be on that mountain. Some of you are on the mountain of family. So you need to know, when we speak of an apostolic grace, we are actually speaking of a certain grace that comes upon a man for him to walk in the things that an apostle is actually supposed to walk in. Let me give you one secret of tapping graces. Let me give you one secret. The Bible says, grace and truth be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of the Son of God. Grace and truth be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of the Son of God. That means that grace can be multiplied. And how will grace multiply? Through the knowledge of the Son of God. So anybody that you see Thank you, hold. I'm getting the scripture for you. Second Peter chapter 1, verse 2. Second Peter chapter 1, verse 2. The Bible says, Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Are you following? So grace is multiplied. And it can be multiplied through knowledge. So your knowledge of a certain apostolic office can actually cause you to walk in the grace. Are you following? Good. So basically, um, that is that. If I spend much time here, I will not be able to. Will not be able to move to the next question. All right, so let me move to the next question. Um, the person said, "Who is the Holy Spirit?" Hey, as for this one, it takes. If I start right now, we will not finish. 
And there are so many dimensions of the I can't just give one definition of the Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. Someone said, please, how do you know this is my soul partner? The first thing is, is to know you in your soul. Know your soul. Are you getting it? I believe we are all um, listening. Good. The person said, how do you know that this is your soul partner? And I'm telling the person that there is no way you can understand or you can know that this is your soul partner if you don't know your soul. Because if you don't know your soul, how, how are you now going to know the partner of your soul? Now the question is, how do you know your soul? It is actually in a man's soul that his destiny is found. I have a lot of messages on this one. If you go to the podcast, you will know. You understand what the soul of man is all about. Are you following? Your soul is the part of you that has accepted what God has called you to do on this earth. So the first thing is, if you don't even know what you have been called to do on this earth, you don't even need a partner. Because you don't have knowledge of yourself. Not at all. If you try, you will will be wasting people's lives and your own life too. That is where a lot of people make mistakes. Are you following? Good. So the first thing you need to understand is that know what God has called you to do. How do you know that? The very day you receive the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, the Holy Spirit dwells in you. So now as I'm talking to you, the Holy Spirit is in you. If you don't have fellowship with the Holy Spirit, you will never know what you have been called to do. It is possible to be a Christian and still not know what you have been called to do and die with it. That is why I keep telling people, you see, we don't just marry Keke. Learn these things. This is the reason why some of you have been through about eight relationships. And some of you, you were not even able to stand strong. You even had affair, sexual relations with all those eight people. So right now, look at the way you have polluted your soul. Hmm? All because you wanted marriage. You just wanted to marry. The person came into your life and, you know, you just kept on having you know, sexual relations with the person, thinking the person will marry you. The moment something happened in the relationship, there was a breakup. You move to the next person. The same thing happened. You move to the next person. The same thing happened. You see, when you even sit down and you look at your life, you, you just don't even know who you are. That's where the problem is. You need to sit down 
even when it comes to choosing friends, you have to understand yourself first. That's why that some of you, the day you receive the prophecy you are going to be, you are going to be a man of God, you realize that the friends you are keeping are very wrong people. And you didn't even know how to move away from them after receiving that prophecy. So you lived your life for 27 years. You did not know that you are going to be a prophet. Are you following? So you need to first understand this thing. I can't, I can't, I can't talk about this within five minutes because you need background teaching. You, you need to sit down and learn. Yes, you need to sit down. How you were fed when you when you got born again is the reason why we are still here. Because some of us we have been in church for like twelve years, eighteen years since we got saved. We still don't even know the basic things in, in Christianity. You don't know. Because in your church, there is no, there's nothing like new convert class where they begin to teach the new converts the elementary teachings of Christ. There's nothing like that. So once you get born again, you go and mix up with all the old people that have been in church. And when they, when they are preaching, you get confused. You don't even know what they are talking about. So it becomes very difficult. You begin to live life with the knowledge of you being a banker. I told me I'm a banker. As for me, I'm this. As for me, I'm, I'm, I'm a medical doctor. As for me, I'm this. And sometimes if you are not careful, you will use your career to kind of see other people as low-class human beings. Haven't you seen that? It means you don't know who you are. You don't understand yourself because in Christianity there is nothing like lifting your shoulders above others. Mm, we don't say you can't use a physical career to make yourself bigger than a friend. In still in, in the Christendom, it does not it does not work. Go and ask Paul. He said, I count all but done that I may win Christ. When you are when you are in Christ. Christ becomes your trophy. He's the one you want to win. You forget everything. Whether you were a policeman and you entered into Christianity, you can't use your police to intimidate people in church. Are you with me? You need to learn that. That is where a lot of people make mistakes. When, when there's an issue between you and somebody, then you start thinking, do you know who I am? And if you enter into the person's mind, who he actually thinks he is, is the career that is actually into by now. Maybe you're a military man. And you think that military man makes you higher than somebody else? No, you don't do that. It means you don't know who you are. Are you following? So first, know yourself. Man, know thyself. How do you know yourself? Fellowship with the Holy Spirit. He will let you know you are the Son of God. So long as you are the son of God, you need to walk according to a certain dimension. Know what God has called you to do. Now, how many of us here know the mountains that God has called us to fulfill our destinies on? You know, let me see your hand. Some of you don't even know what the mountains are. 
Ele orre ali. Ele orre a mim. Let me ask this question. How many of us know? How many of us know? Someone say, how can I see an angel? <laughs> oh Lord. Okay, I'll come there. Seeing an angel is God's work. It is the Holy Ghost assignment. I can't give you keys. If you want to see an angel, add this to this. I, I can't, yeah. That one is the work of herbalists. You want to see an angel, add this to this, bath with this, and use this to touch your eyes. Do this. No. That's, that's not how the Holy Spirit works. Good. I'll come to that side. I'll come to that side. You see, there's so many things that we need to know. Because in Africa, everybody wants to see something in the spirit realm. Meanwhile, we dream. I'm not saying seeing visions to uh, 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 wrong. That's not what I'm saying. But you see, the problem is everybody wants to see a vision before they know that God is at work. That is very wrong. Very, very wrong. Did you see Jesus before you became a Christian? Did you see Jesus before you became a believer? You did not see him, but you are a believer. You have believed in someone you have not yet seen. You see? So why then should you think that you have to see an angel before you know that there is an angel with you? The same faith we have in Christ, we should believe also that angels are all around us. And if angels are all around us and we believe it, there are certain expectations that will be in your heart. Angels are not only to be seen. In fact, it will be only 5% of the whole entire humanity that can even see angels. The rest are working with them. They know they are working with angels, but they have not seen the angels before. But they are working with them. Are you following? So you don't necessarily need to see an angel before you know that there is an angel working with you. I've, I've thought on this, so you can go and download my message on the architecture of angels. I've said a lot about them. How we work with angels. How they speak. How can you know that an angel is trying to speak to you? Most of the times, angels will manifest themselves to you through numbers. Sometimes through a certain aroma or um, certain fragrance that you begin to smell. Sometimes the heaviness of your room might, might prove something. If you are very sensitive to the Holy Ghost, you will know all these things. You see, our problem is this. We don't fellowship with the Holy Spirit. 
So we are always looking at the external side. You know, you see, that's, that's what the people that work with the devil, they do. The devil does not need fellowship. does not want fellowship. He will tell you, add this to this and this to this. And then uh, they will come. Can I, can I show you a secret? This one, I was waiting to teach us on Saturday and Sunday. Can I show you something? When you go to the kingdom of darkness, the way they call spirits is very different from the way we do. Are you following? So you need to understand that. You know, in the, in the kingdom of darkness, you can just call a spirit. Within a few minutes, the spirit will just arrive and talk to you what you want. You give the spirit your sacrifice, the spirit will now give you what you are looking for. It is not like that in the kingdom of God. All right, Professor, I will, I will upload the message. It is not like that in the kingdom of God. We don't do passion in God's kingdom. If you have that mentality, you will never grow in God. Are you following? So we need to learn these things. There are some of us, as I'm talking to you right now, no matter the matter, you will never see an angel until our souls mature to a certain height. Even though God has called you to be a prophet, you can remove your eyes and put it in anointing oil for eight years and fix it back. You will not see any angel. <laughs> oh, I'm telling you the truth. And I'm not saying this to kind of discourage you on the journey of you having experiences with angels. But I've always realized this. Anytime people saw angels, they were not expecting them. Are you with me? As in, I've done this, so the angels should appear within five minutes. That is demonic. Angels do appear when you are not even looking for them. Yes, you need to learn that. When your desire to see an angel grows to a certain height, these angels that God has actually sent to you, they also have desires for you to have experiences with them. But not necessarily for you to see them. Seeing is one of the ways to relate with angelic beings. But in fact, let me tell you the truth. It is the last way to have an experience with an angel. The last way. The last way. If you need to see an angel before you know there is an angel, it will take you years and you will think there is no angel with you. Meanwhile, he's speaking to you and you are not listening. This is where we, 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 we have a lot of problems. Because we think, so long as our eyes have not seen him, he's not here. That is, that is very, very bad. And there's actually lack of knowledge. So we need to know, sometimes in a week, you can pick a certain number for more than 20 times. You will just be in a car, you, you, you turn left and you see a certain car number plate, 21-25. Suddenly you look at your watch and the time is 20, 21-25. What is this one? Like in the whole week, you'll be picking the same and then you'll be speaking to you. Suddenly there are numbers 
you will begin to pick the numbers in the week. An angel is speaking. But because you don't know, you are just waiting for him to appear so that you see him. No, 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 no. no. The technology that goes on for an angel to appear. <laughs> I wish God will help all of us to know that technology. Every number has a meaning. Every number has a meaning. I've talked on this before. You can go and download the podcast. Um, yeah, and I'm, I'll make time and also explain it into detail. And during our mystical teachings, on Saturdays and, and Sundays, I'll teach from number one to nine. Every number has a meaning. You need to know. This one is biblical numerology. You need to know that. And I've already told you, the highest number in the, in the whole universe is number 33. It speaks of height. 33. I've said this before. And that is actually the age that Jesus got to before he died. Nobody can grow beyond that. Because that number is not just normal age, physical age. No, 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 because there are some of you listening to me, you are 45. <laughs> You don't say, my, oh, my boy, Jesus. So that's not what they are talking about. <laughs> Hallelujah. All right. So in the realm of the spirit, the number 33 is the highest height. That is why even in occultic kingdom, when we speak of an occult, occult grandmaster, there are levels in the grandmasters. The highest level is number 33 of the occult grandmaster. When somebody says, I'm an occult grandmaster, you need to actually know the number. If the person is one, he's now picking up. You need to, these are things that demonic people, they know. But Christians don't even have that knowledge. They know. <laughs> Sometimes, I remember, when one angel appeared to me and began to show me a lot of things, and I was like, you know, so what are we doing as Christians? We are walking empty-headed. Huh? And these people, what? Somebody will walk and another person will come and pick the dust of the person's feet. Within two weeks, the person will die. Ah, dust of his feet. What did they use that dust to do? And what actually came out of the person into that dust of his feet that they were able to use it to kill the person? How did, how did they do that? What knowledge do they have on that dust that they have used it to kill somebody? What, what do they have? No, somebody, you see, these hookup ladies, they can take the sperm of a man after the man has slept with them, and that is the end of the man. He will never prosper in life again. What are they going to use that spermatozoa? That, that semen, what are they going to use it for? What is in the semen? What is in it? Because it is in you. You are a man listening to me. You are a guy listening to me. You have semen in you. What is it used for? You don't know. You don't know. You are a lady. People use menstrual blood for things. You don't know what, what the menstrual blood is for. You don't know what is inside the menstrual blood. You are a lady. And when we want to teach you for you to know, that these people, let me tell you the truth. There are many people who are rich. They've built houses. They've bought cars. 
they use the stems of men to get it. The stems of men to get it. They did not go to any place. They didn't kill anybody. They used the stems of men to be rich like that. Tell you. Do you know that the ungodly spirits, ungodly spirits, the, the stem of a man is what they eat. The stem of a man is their greatest delicacy. And most of those spirits, they are damn rich in the marine world. Damn, very rich. So when you get the stem of a man and you give it to them, the kind of wealth they will give to you in the natural, you will be shocked. We are here, we don't know. This is the main reason why sometimes we don't even know the use of the blood of Jesus. We don't even know the blood of Jesus. And we don't, we don't know what the blood of Jesus stands for and what the blood can do. We have no knowledge. So we make mention of it without any understanding. It does not work for us. If you're a believer, you need to have desire for knowledge. I'm telling you, you need to have desire. That is why you should not miss uh, Saturday, Sunday meeting. That one, I will pour my heart out. Most of the things, I, I was taught by some of the angels that they gave me references from scripture. I'm going to unveil them. So make, sure, make sure you join me. I'm telling you, your, your eyes will be open. You, you, you will hit witches like you are shaping your, your own when a witch begins to fool, she needs to know channel to bear five. kind of people don't feel You don't know. It's not the time to be afraid. I don't know. When I dreamt, they were trying to oppress me, they were, they were, they were pressing my neck. Son and said, Chimney to hold two and the missile. Huh? If you know that which is within you, you will not, you will not be wasting time. Oh, you will not be wasting time. You don't have time for nonsense. Because destiny, the destiny God has called you to fulfill, it is even bigger than you. So don't joke. The destiny you have been called to fulfill, it is bigger than you. If you know what you are carrying, you prepare yourself. And you, I'm telling you the truth. This is why sometimes I look at some young ladies, they have built their entire life around a guy. So when the guy leaves them, they, don't, they will not go to church. You can't even focus on their studies. You can't even eat well. You are mad, oh. very, very mad. You just don't like when these angels look at you. You are crying, want to die because of it. They are like, ah, this sister, what is ah, is she mad or something? Do you know what is inside of you and you want to kill us because the guy said it's over? Do you just look at you and you are like, ah, God. Is it the lady you told me to come and keep watch over? Ah, God. No, is it? Is it? <laughs> they get shocked. Because the kind of command God gave to those angels concerning you, if they fail once, they are in trouble. So when they come into your life, they are very vigilant. I'm telling you. And you, you want to kill yourself. Because Johnson said it's over between us. You, you let the angels get confused. I'm telling you. I've seen a lot of angels that will come to church. 
And mostly the moment I start teaching, they will appear there and they will fold their arms. Some of them will be standing at the back. They will be nodding their head. They are picking the, 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 the secret, the truth of God's word from the Holy Ghost that is within us. They learn new things they don't even know. And when they go back to heaven, the way they worship God increases because worship is based on the, your knowledge of truth. That is why the Bible says, and the time is coming and even now is when the true worshippers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. So truth can actually affect your way of worship. If you get to know who God really is, your worship towards God will change. If some of us during worship time, that is when we begin to say unnecessary things. We don't even know the God we are worshiping. Hey! Christianity. We have become so carnal to the extent that when we come to the house of God, if we don't receive a prophecy concerning our marriage, don't we say that God has disappointed us? You. God has disappointed you. You. Hey, do you fear God at all? No, do you know the person you are speaking about? <laughs> like, do you know God? No, you, you, do you know God? That God has disappointed you. You. Hey. You want to hear it? When that thing enters my heart, I just, I just, I don't want, I want to run mad. Hmm. That a man will say God has disappointed me. You, a human being with plenty faults. Human being with a lot of sinful issues. Human being with addiction that you have not been able to stop. So none of the addictions have stopped your prophecy, but God rather stopped you. There's something wrong with you. There's something wrong with you. You have forgotten about all the bad things you are doing and you want to shift the blame to the Holy One, God. Never try that. So I'm telling you the truth, though. Never try that. Anything in your life that is not working, ask yourself first, what am I doing that is preventing these good things from, from working? Ask yourself first. Because if you try to shift the blame to God, you are telling yourself that you are holy and pure than God. So God is at fault to handle Hmm. May the Lord touch our hearts. If you know what that means, you will never do that again. You will never ask God, God, why me? May the Lord have mercy on us. In the name. I think the question is in the family. Please ask again, or I beg. Now, some of your questions are quite, kind of huge. You know, I need to spend time. Are you getting it? Somebody said, please, when someone sees a son handed over to him when praying, what does he mean? The Lord has given you an assignment of warfare. You need to pray more and know where the, the warfare um, is actually to. Yes, pray more. The more you keep praying, so long as you have seen this, it is the beginning of something. Keep praying, the Lord will um, again come to you and show you what you are going to use that sword for. Because for warfare, but you need to know where you are fighting. Yeah, great. Any other? 
Okay, somebody said, Professor, could you please help me understand what it means to see in a dream that you anointed yourself? Oh, everybody is supposed to anoint him or herself every day. Mm. Yeah. Since we end, like since last year, I've not even used normal pomade, normal hair, hair pomade for my hair. I use olive oil. I'm anointing myself. You need to anoint yourself. Can I say something? Let me check into size small. Mm-hmm. Everything has a frequency. And the frequency of so your, your body has a frequency. Every part of your body even has like, its own frequency. Yes. And the frequency of a thing will determine how that thing will, let me say, deteriorate or die. Or how long will it take for that thing to die? So I taught us some time ago that when a human being dies, the last part of the human being, the last part of the human being that gets decayed is the hair. Really, that's the last part of you that gets decayed. It will start from the least, the least frequency. So the organ with the least frequency will be the first organ to rot. Then the others will, will follow. Gradually to reject to the hair. I remember I, I, we went to um, bury one of our friends way back in GHS. He died when we were planning to write a BC. We went to bury him. And when we went to the cemetery, we saw a certain scar. You know, the cemetery was full. So they had to dig um, you know, the, the grave of people that have been buried for years so that we can bury our, our friend there. When they were digging, I saw a certain scar. It was like half. Half had already decayed. Was left. And even the half scar that we saw, there was hair on it. Like, wow. So hair is the last part of a human body that gets decayed because of its frequency. That is why when you are you can be anointed anywhere, any place, and it is not only oil that you can use to anoint, because the word anoint means to smear, to smear. Are you following? So we all remember what the word of the Lord says. A certain blind man came to Jesus. Jesus mixed um, sand with saliva and he now anointed the eyes of the man. It was not oil. It was saliva and sand. So he smeared um, that compound on the guy's eyes and his eyes were opened. He told him to go and wash it in the pool. So when you see you anointing yourself, it is a sign of strength. It is a sign of renewal of strength. So God is telling you that your strength must be renewed. Are you following? Good. All right. Somebody also asked the question. Someone said, how can you hear from God after prayer? How can you hear from God after prayer? 
don't know where to start it from. You see, <laughs> you know, sometimes, you know, I find it very difficult to explain some of these things because it will bring me back to a place where I will be saying the same thing. And the same thing is about fellowship with the Holy Spirit. And if you don't know how to fellowship with the Holy Spirit, there are many things you can never experience in your Christian work. That's the truth. That's the truth. Because there are many of us walking about that. Even though physically we are quiet, but there's so much noise in our soul. So much noise. So much noise. So even when God speaks, we find it very difficult to hear. So much noise in our soul. Your emotions have voices. Hmm? So when you get angry, it, it will become very difficult for you to hear God's voice in that state because your, the emotional state of your anger is speaking to you. Are you following? There are so many voices. So Paul told us there are many voices in the world, but none of them is without significance. There are plenty of voices. So one of the easiest ways to pick the voice of God is to study the scriptures. I know people, you see, the problem is this. Most of us, when we, when, we, when we think of the voice of God, we think like the way I'm speaking, you will know, hear God like that. Let me tell you the gospel truth. I tell you, <laughs> oh Jesus Christ. It does not happen like that. It does not happen like that. It is very rare. Are you following? I'm trying to break things down for you to get it. Because you see, we make the Christian life some way. I think we can just do anything we want to do, and then we come and pray within 15 minutes. God speak, then God will now speak. No, 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 no. That's not how God works with us. Not at all. Not at all. Listen, God loves relationship than anything. In as much as you are praying, God destroy every attack of the enemy against me, that God is destroying it. He does not love destroying the works of the enemy than having fellowship with you. You need to know this. I'm telling you. The same way someone, when you are with your boyfriend, you mute, you actually put your phones off. You don't want any disturbance. Hey. You can even go on a vacation with your husband. For a week, you put your phones off. You and your husband. That one is between you and your husband. Even if your mother wants to call, the phone is off. On, 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 on the phone is off. It's a matter between yourself and your wife. Why can't you do the same thing to the Holy Ghost? The, there was this man of God that I read something from. He said, 
when he realized that a man can speak to the Holy Ghost and that the Holy Ghost can speak to the man back, he believed it. In his bedroom, he brought a chair and positioned the chair close to his bed. So anytime he wants to you know, have fellowship with the Holy Ghost, he will sit on his bed and he say, Holy Ghost, please kindly sit. Let's have one-on-one talk. Then he will start talking. Holy Ghost, you know, I'm, I'm a young man. I'm, I'm now growing in the face of God. You know, I have certain addictions. I've been trying to get out of them. I'm, I'm finding it very difficult. I know that um, you helped our forefathers and I know you can help me. You know, um, Holy Ghost, help me. You know, I'm, I'm searching my heart. Look at this. So when you enter that room and see the guy speaking to the chair, you think he's mad. He did that continuously. He was not hearing anything coming from the chair to him. But after saying that, he believes the Lord has spoken to him. And there is this kind of joy in his heart. He will get up, sit down and study the scriptures, and go out and preach, go to work and do everything and come back. He can sit down on his bed and say, Holy Ghost, can you please sit down? Once we talk three hours, he will be talking. You will, not, you, will not, you will not hear him praying, no, 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 no. You will speak in a language you understand, not tongues. The Holy Spirit, precious Holy Spirit. Last week, I tried everything I could, but I could not um, control myself. I had an affair with Joyce. I don't know, it's draining me, I don't know, please help me. I know you don't like this, but help me, help me. Look at this. And he can cry. And he said he did that for three years. Now listen to me. After three years, when he sat on his bed with his eyes closed, he will see a personality on the chair. He will open his eyes and there will be nobody. But the moment he closes his eyes, he will see a personality. And the personality will be smiling. The personality was not talking. But the smile alone can bring thoughts into his mind. And those thoughts are the very words that the person sitting in the chair is telling him. To the extent that it became so strong that he could not move the chair anymore. When he's sweeping and wants to move the chair to a certain point and sweep that place, he was finding it very difficult to move it. It was like a pillar. He couldn't get moved. Then he got to know that, oh, the Holy Ghost is now sitting on this chair, 24-7. This is how the man builds fellowship with the Holy Spirit. But in our, in our time, we, we are looking for passion. We are looking for passion. You see, passion, Holy Ghost, speak to me. Then the Holy Ghost is asking, my son, I'm speaking to you. Listen to me. Really, 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 really. Let me tell you, it does not work like that in our work with God. I'm telling you the truth. It does not work like that. That some of you, where you are right now, you need to spend at least two years in the scriptures before you'll be opened up to pick signals from the Holy Ghost. As in voice. I'm telling you the truth. You can't throw the Bible away and say, Holy Ghost, speak to you. Another spirit will speak to you and you think it is him. Because he is the spirit of truth. If there is truth in you, 
will use that as an avenue to speak to you. If there is no, no word of truth inside you, that's where your problem will start. I'm telling you the truth though. Spend time. Spend time. That is why from um, 1st June to the 31st of December this year, we are engaging in a serious studies in the word of God. From Genesis to Revelation, we will complete the whole Bible. Yeah. For the start, we are reading through. We are reading for three times. But not this year. But from this year, we are just reading it for once. We are reading it for knowledge's sake. Then, we read it the second time. That one too will be for another paper. Then the third one is what we begin to delve deep into the mystical dimension. By the time we are done, some of you will become Bible teachers in your church. I'm telling you. You become Bible studies coordinators in your church. Because as some of them will tell you to open to the book of Habakkuk, trouble don't start. Ah, we will go and bath and return. Mm, mm, <laughs> hey, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. You dear grow. You look at yourself right now. Look at the head. Look at where was your born when it comes to scripture. Why you was your born in the scripture. And when you are Oh my God. Amen. The Lord will help us. Please, everybody should join us. Everybody should join us. Um, yeah, when we start, the Lord is going to be a great blessing to us. In Jesus' mighty name. So please, on Wednesday, which is the 1st of June, we are all reading Genesis chapter 1 to chapter 5. Genesis chapter 1 to chapter 5. Five chapters a day. Are you following? We are starting from then, even though the Bible is not written in chronological manner, as in from Genesis to Revelation, as the story goes. No, because but at least I'm going to give an overview of everything so that we all will understand. Are you following? Great, great. The Lord will help us. This one, even if you don't want to study the Bible, may God help you. I have to shape people. I will, if you like, forget that that night when you dream, you are in trouble. I'm telling you, you you stop this Facebook, this Twitter, this um, see, so some of you can be on WhatsApp for hours. You are not serious. Abba. They will come to church for two hours and want a serious breakthrough that has never happened before. You think God is a herbalist? It does not work like that. I'm telling you, it does not work like that. So learn. The Lord will help all of us. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. 
Amen. Alright, someone say, please, can you share more light on the spirit that came before God and said, I will be a lying spirit in the mouth of the prophets. Meanwhile, there was one prophet called Micaiah who knew what was going on in the council. My question is, the other prophets thought they were prophesying accurately to Ahab and Jehoshaphat before they went to Ramadilla, which was from God, but it was bearing a false witness to the other prophets. Please, can you explain this whole thing? All right, you just need to know the spirit that was sent. That's all. And that one, the Bible did not tell us. The Bible did not tell us that this is the kind of spirit that has been sent. No. Are you with me? But you need to know this. This one, if I say it, you, many of you might not get it. Yes, it was from God directly. That's what the, the spirit said. I will go and be a lying spirit. The spirit is not a lying spirit. He said, I will go and become a lying spirit on the atom. So what actually happened was that the spirit seized the tongues of those prophets. So what actually was coming out of their mouth was not from the, the spirit of the prophet, but it was actually from that spirit that came upon their tongue. Are you getting it? Uh-huh. That's what you need to understand. So the spirit, and it's actually because of the hardness of the heart of Ahab. And in fact, what Micaiah said was, was because Ahab said, as for Micaiah, he does not prophesy anything good. So let me go for the other prophets. So in his heart, he thinks that as for the other prophets, they will definitely speak what is good. Now this one cries to let you know that in one way or the other, it looks like the man has bought the prophets. Because he knows that as for them, they will speak good. And the moment they came, they also spoke good. Are you getting it? So it looks like he has bought them. So definitely they will say what will be in his favor. And when they came, they did it. So he said, as for my car, he will never prophesy anything good. And he was actually the, the mouthpiece genuinely of God. So the spirit that was sent to those prophets was actually a spirit from God. But he twisted the tongue of the prophets. They spoke directly from their tongues and that was actually from that spirit. It is like this. When we are all um, in church and a certain witch manifest through somebody and begin to speak. The person does not even know that she's not the one talking. The person goes off and the spirit will not take charge and start speaking. So when that spirit leaves and you not tell the person that hey, you are saying this is this me, I didn't say anything. A spirit had influenced the faculties of that person to manifest. That is exactly what happened to those prophets. And God was doing that to punish Ahab. And it was actually through that prophecy that he went to the war front and he did not return. Are you getting it? Great. So does, it, does this happen in our time like to prophets in our time? It is very rare, but it happens. 
very rare, but it happens. It happens, but very rare. Yes, you need to get to a certain state. You know, there are many prophets that they have been bought by certain people. Oh, I'm telling the truth. When we enter into um, election year, a whole um, party can go and give a prophet a huge amount of money for you to prophesy that they will win. Look at this one. Now. So the prophet is actually prophesying under the influence of money, not God. They have already been bought. So they know very well that this one, and you see something, once you are bought like that, a lying spirit will come and can give you visions that are not from God. In the vision, you see that this one has won. You have enthroned this one. You have done this. And you come and prophesy with Jay. You are, it is wrong. So we need to understand, it is a heart to heart matter. Yeah, that is why as a young prophet, you always need to declare what the Lord is saying and nothing else. Even if it is one way. Tell my daughter that I am releasing a new grace on her life in this season. That might be the only word God is speaking as a prophetic word. Declare it with boldness and go your way and leave the rest to God. All right. Benny said, Daddy, please, what is the mystery of not responding to someone calling out your name when you haven't seen the person calling? Some years back, I heard my name so audibly, yet no one was around me. Please, what's the mystery behind this? It depends on, um, you see, any time a voice like that um, calls your name, Sometimes, how the atmosphere will look like in your heart will determine the kind of spirit. It can be the voice of God. You need to know that. Anytime you hear your name and fear grips your heart, that is not God. The moment fear grips your heart and you want to, it looks like you want to, you want to disappear. That is not God. You need to know that there is no there is no fear around the spirit of God. There is a difference between being afraid and you being in fear. Are you following? You can be afraid based on the maybe the loudness of that voice, or maybe if an angel appeared to you or a spirit appeared to you, how the spirit appeared. And put a certain kind of touch in your heart and you'll be afraid a little bit. But when that one is a natural occurrence, and most of the times these beings will touch you and say, Be not, don't be afraid. But when it is the spirit of fear, that one is a spirit sent from the enemy. It is actually a spirit that goes before death. Hmm? Like whoa. When we say death, death as a being, the aura around death is fear. That is what I can say. So before any man dies, the person will first be captured in the spirit of fear before death can occur. You need to know that. Now, Learn this, when you hear your name several times, look at the atmosphere around you. There is no fear in your heart, 
you can just you, whether in English or in any language, you can respond. You respond based on the kind of atmosphere around you. Are you following? So Samuel, the young prophet, heard his name. But in all, he went straight to Eli. He said, have you called me? The man said, no. It was the third time that the man said, God is calling you. So when you hear that voice, say, Lord, speak for thy servant here. And it was when Samuel said that, that God began to unveil his destiny to him. Are you following? So you need to learn these things. Whenever your name is mentioned, is there any fear that grips your heart? And now listen to this. When you are dreaming and you hear your name in the dream, look at the circumstance or the... You, see, you need to know this. This is one of the keys you need to learn. Carry a certain awareness in your dream state. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. But people, when they are even dreaming, they know that they are dreaming. Do you know that? Yes. Some people, they know they are dreaming. It is because they have come to a certain state. Those people are very sensitive in the spirit realm. Very sensitive. And most of the times, when those people, they, they do hear their names, they can just look around them and know that the name is coming from a wrong source. So I will not respond. Are you getting it? So, you need to learn these things. Check the atmosphere around you. Is there fear? If there's so much fear in your heart and it looks like you want to die, don't respond. Even the fact that you, are, you decide to respond or not respond actually tells you you have an upper hand over the dream or that voice. You need to learn that. Somebody said, so please, does God speak to you with the voice you are familiar with? When you are growing in hearing in the prophetic, maybe your spiritual father voice. Does it work like, it can happen like that? Yeah. It can happen like that. It is possible. It can happen. All right. Lady Pastor Becklin said, Papa, please. Is praying in the spirit all about tongues? Speak, tongue speaking all, you can pray with understanding and still be praying in the spirit. And also, when your tongues change, does it imply growth in the spirit? All right. It does not necessarily imply growth in the spirit. I think we're getting it. Growth in the spirit. There are certain markers that can be used to um, detect 
that a person is growing in the spirit. When you are increasing in love, it means you are growing in the spirit. So tongues, as for tongue speaking, tongue speaking is, is a gift. And um, the more you use it, the more you, you it widens. Yeah. That's how it works. When we say someone is praying in the spirit, praying in the spirit does not necessarily mean only tongues. No. When we say you are praying in the spirit, it means you are praying according to the will of God. Praying according to the will of God. But the easiest way to pray in the spirit is when you are praying in tongues. Because when a man is praying in tongues, the Bible said his spirit prays. And as your spirit is praying, your spirit actually is now telling God what you really need according to the Holy Ghost. Are you following? So sometimes you think you are praying for a car and you are speaking in tongues. The Bible says, the spirit of man is the canton of the Lord. So when you begin to speak in tongues, your spirit is the one praying. Your spirit is also God's candle. Immediately you begin to speak in tongues, the candle is lighted up. Then God will now hold your spirit or the candle and he will use it to set your heart. And when he looks into your heart, what you really need in life is what your spirit will actually say to God. It's what God will find. So that many of us, we are praying in tongues. We think we are praying for a car because the prayer topic was that lift up your voice. Any car that has delayed, let it come now. Then you start praying. And once you are speaking in tongues, meanwhile, what your spirit is telling God is that, Lord, I have an issue with anger. Please deal with me. Break me, mold me, and use me. So you realize that two years, the car will not come. But you see some changes. You that used to be very angry at certain things, you realize that when people touch you, you don't even mind them. Your prayer has been answered. Are you getting it? So when a man is speaking in tongues, he's actually like praying according to the will of God. On point, he does not miss it. Now, praying with understanding speaks of when you are praying with a language you understand. And when you are praying with a language you understand, the problem is that you would need the influence of the Holy Spirit and the Scriptures before you can pray according to the, the will of God or in the Spirit. So you can pray with your understanding and it will be a prayer in the Spirit. But it must be according to the will of God. And that one is not as much as easier as praying in tongues. Are you getting it? Good. So, unlike speaking in tongues where you speak the tongues and God actually, like your spirit now tells you, tells God what you really need. As for um, 
speaking with your own understanding. You are just praying according to the language you understand. So what you are saying is exactly what you are saying. So if that one is not according to God's will, it becomes a waste. But when you pray in tongues, your prayers do not go waste. That's what you need to understand. Alright, someone said, Daddy, is it a good thing to start praying immediately when you wake up from a bad dream? Yes. I got to know from a prophet of God that you are supposed to go back to sleep and pray when you wake up in the morning. No, it's not like that. You don't do it like that. These things can happen. You see, that prophet had maybe grown to a certain height where he can continue that dream. You know that some, some people when they dream and they wake up, they sleep and they continue the dream. It is a certain lifting of the soul. It means that the, the particular issue is very, very, very sensitive. Yes, some people can dream for three days. The same dream, like a movie. I have a friend in the United States of America. When she dreams, it's like a movie. Yes, she can dream and wake up and sleep and she'll continue the dream. If you are not on that dimension, when you get a negative dream and you wake up, my brother, stand on your altar, break that evil thing before you go back to bed. Don't go and sleep again because you might not continue that dream. By the time you wake up, you have forgotten the first one and also the air and attack. So how would you stop it? Are you getting it? All right. Okay, someone said, what does it mean when someone prays in tongues but gets shy when in a group prays within the spirit of the person? They pray in tongues but physically the person is... No, 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 no. You should not be... I know they are a personal thing. It means you need, you need to be prayed for. You can't feel shy when speaking in tongues. It's a personal thing. There's no spiritual thing attached to it. You need to deal with yourself on that. And most of the time, the issue is the, the person becomes more carnal. Or let me say more natural than spirit. Are you getting what I'm saying? If you are more in the natural, your, 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 your brain will start condemning you. What this language you are speaking, do you even understand? Hey, what if people see and they say, hey, you, partner, you are speaking in tongues. Hey, I, I, I want to help you tongues with me. Hey, do you know what you are saying? Hey, you see, you begin to think on those sides. And that is carnality. Yeah. Speak the language of the spirit. If you know, you see, I want to say this. Most Christians, there's so much, like, there's so much fear that has gripped the heart of many believers because they don't speak in tongues. I'm telling you the truth. If you have issues with fear, tongues can deal with it. And we don't, you see, can I say something? We, we have praying in tongues and speaking in tongues. That they are all in tongues. See, so when it comes to um, praying in tongues, you can pray like, you see that kind of thing? 
But when it comes to speaking in tongues, it looks like you are releasing, you are just bringing out syllables of the, of the, like the tongue. Kovos flahatiza eyes. Shilos flakusas. Pelias. You see that kind of thing? And then it's your You are speaking in tongues. Are you getting what I'm saying? Good. So the moment where, where you find yourself, you can't pray in tongues, but speak in tongues. In fact, you need to speak in tongues more. Because as for that one, it is a speaking every time. Every time. Especially when you are walking alone. Any small thing, speak in tongues. Because praying in tongues brings you in a certain atmosphere. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. So you need to you need to learn that. Alright. Never feel shy to speak in tongues. Hey! It is one of the greatest attacks of the enemy against a Christian a Christian to feel shy. So the can tongues speaking leave no, it is not going anywhere. Tongue speaking cannot leave you. You speak it. You open your mouth and speak it. It does not go anywhere. That is what you need to learn. You see that some of your churches now, they are not helping you. You see, like how? So why do I feel my tongues are wrong? Shut the feeling and speak it. That's all. Shut the feeling and speak it. Open, you see, let me tell you, some of you, you want to feel certain in your body before you want the Holy Spirit. Listen to what the Bible said. The Bible said, while the disciples were in the upper room, the Holy Ghost came upon them and they began to speak with us. It's not the Holy Ghost that began to speak. They began to speak with other tongues as the Holy Spirit gave them the utterance. Now some of you, sometimes you'll be there, there's this push in you to open your mouth and speak in tongues. But you're just there. Ish, ish, ish. There's this push within you. That push is called the utterance. Once you open your mouth, whatever is coming out is the utterance that you are speaking. If you don't speak it, the utterance is useless. I'm telling you. The Holy Ghost will not come and, will not come and hold your mouth and start using it to speak. You need to speak it. I'm telling you, you see, somebody was with us. We were at a chair praying. The person, that was the first time the person spoke in tongues. We were praying, you know, the atmosphere was hot. By the time she realized she was speaking in tongues because she didn't even know. I'm telling you. You see, eh? let me tell you, you can never walk in anything in God if there is fear in your heart. Learn this. That is why the Bible says, God has not given unto us the spirit of fear. There are many things in God you can never receive. Because we are walking with God by faith. Faith. That's what you need to know. It is actually the faith that will bring a lot of realities into, into, into your life. So learn this. When a man lays hands on you, 
for you to receive the gift of diverse kinds of tongues. It does not mean a certain power like electricity will enter you. You begin to shake. Some people will start saying, Jesus, 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 J